Hello, everyone. It's Franco here. So before this episode starts, I just wanted to recommend to all of those listening to this podcast episode right now to consider switching over and watching this episode on our YouTube or on our website. So I say this because watching today's interview makes it just that much more powerful and inspiring. So our guest today actually has cerebral palsy, but don't let that fool you. He says the hardest part about having CP is in fact portraying his own intelligence to other people. So for those who don't know, in most cases of CP, the body is affected, but not the mind. So our guest, he has this incredible story to tell today. And with the help of his amazing wife by his side, you'll be able to hear it. So with that being said, enjoy this incredible episode of A Little Something Extra. Another day, another podcast. Welcome to the set of A Little Something Extra. I am your host, Nancy Gianni, and I'm here with my co-host... The Gigi of Gigi's Playhouse. The Gigi of Gigi's Playhouse. And we are here and getting creative today. I'm really, really excited with what you guys are about to see. I was completely blown away by this guest that we have on today, and I'm excited to share his message with the world because it needs to be heard. Um, What does a little something extra mean? Your little something extra, it's your superpower. Not like a superpower in strength or making yourself invisible or something like that. We're talking about how you inspire others. So as the show goes on, think about what your superpower is. And are you using it? Are you using it every day to make the world a better place? So, Jeej, what is your superpower? My superpower is beginning artist. Is Is being an artist? Yeah. Well, Actually, you are a very good artist, aren't you? But what kind of art? There's many different forms of art. What kind of art do you like? Um, I like to dance and sing, but mostly I like to color. Oh, you do love your big adult coloring books. I'll I tell do. you that. You but do... I need more coloring. I need more. Okay, sorry. Well, we'll work on that after the show. How's that? But I need more. Okay. I think I heard you the third time. Sorry. <laughs> And I know you like to sing because you do it throughout the whole house. And you dance throughout the whole house, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I do. I know. So we want to talk about (laughs) our Generation G moment. Do you guys remember what Generation G is? Generation G is a conscious decision to be better every single day. Be generous, (laughs) be kind, and and be be generous. Accepting. Yeah, I already said that one. Sorry. Be generous. Be kind. (laughs) Be accepting. There we go. That's how you become Generation G. Put a heart on your hand. Post it on social media. Hashtag Generation G. It's just a conscious decision to be better every single day. And if we all do it, we're going to have this incredible ripple effect, and the world is going to be a better place for everybody. Speaking of making the world a better place... I am really excited to introduce this week's guest because he is breaking down barriers and defying the odds every single place he goes. His name is Dan Keplinger, and we also have his wife, Dina. Dan is an artist with cerebral palsy. He was well known for his Oscar-winning documentary called King Gimp. The film follows the artist's life from the age of 13 through his college graduation, which he wrote. He wrote this thing. And features his discovery of his passion for art. So it kind of, well, you'll hear the story. I won't tell you too much more. He said in the film that art gave me a way to express myself without anyone interpreting for me. 
That's really profound. And when you when you meet him, you're going to understand that even more. Talk about overcoming odds and obstacles. He has gone on to be a disability rights activist that has spoken around the world. He has even had a Super Bowl commercial. A Super Bowl commercial? We need one of those. No, only him. <laughs> only Dan gets one? Yes. Okay, fine. Because he's famous. He is famous. Dan, me, of course. Yeah. Dan has found a way to not only give himself a voice, but has given a voice to so many others. So mm. I am so excited and so proud to introduce... Dan and his beautiful wife, Dina. Welcome to the show, you guys. This is awesome. Thank you. How, yeah. How are you doing? Good. Awesome. Well, this is Dan, your story is such an inspiration. And as soon as as soon as we heard about you, and I I remember hearing about you before, we're like, I wonder if we can get him on our podcast. So thank you guys so much for taking the time and doing this with us today. Um, your the way that you use art to communicate is so powerful and so beautiful. And I just can you share some of your story of how this all started for you? So go ahead, Danny. You've always liked I, art, but when I was 16, I was, I've always loved art, but when I was 16, I became mainstream school, and that was when I was, that's when I was introduced to that's when I was introduced to fine art and by my senior year I was taking fine so by the time he became a senior he was taking five periods of art you know, per day. So he just fell in love with it, right? It became my. It became my lifestyle. That is awesome. Well, I, I don't, what he has built it into is something so much more. It's amazing. It's really awesome. It is awesome. And then I heard too. He's an Academy Award winner from that documentary, which is awesome. How did that all, how did you get the idea for that? Did someone approach you or did you approach someone? How did that happen? I was introduced by two documentary I was approached by two documentary makers from the University They were from the University of Maryland, and they had many money to do magic. They had money to do a project with five, with five steps with five subjects. They had money to do projects for five subjects, and they felt 
No. Fell. They fell in love with Danny. How can you not? Right, Gigi? That is awesome. That's right. (laughs) Right? We're in love with you guys. That is awesome. I. They. Kept. They kept. They kept coming back to the school every every couple of years, and somebody said, "You should take it to HBO." Right? Hold on, let me catch him up for a second. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, so they would come back after a few years and still look at the candidates to see what they had. Um, and they kind of had a blueprint of really what they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, but they noticed that he w- didn't really fall into that category. But what they fell in love with was this young boy who was very, um, you know, what was the word they used? Um, often they use. Uh, so I don't even know the word. You probably will figure out the word when I explain it. So basically he was on his knees and he was playing soccer and they kept, they kept watching him and how, he he just was really in the game. Yeah. Very determined. That's determined. The word. Yes. Tenacity. Never gives up. Never gives up. And um, so they they kind of said, I think this is our guy. I think this is our guy that we should follow. So they came to Danny's mother and asked if that would be all right. And not knowing that this would carry on for as many years as it has, but that project started at age what? Danny? <laughs> Eight years old. So Danny is now 47. Wow. 40, almost 40 years ago, they had came into his life and started filming. Um, so once this film was wrapped up and it took many years, we're talking, it, Danny was at what, age 22? Yeah. 22 before they wrapped up this film. So can you imagine from the age of eight to 22, wow. you're working on this project that you're not really see, really understanding the results of. They put it out as uh, educational purposes, which documentaries are made for. Um, <laughs> so they... To a five-minute piece to it took a five-minute piece to take to HBO, um, off of just many people viewing the film and saying this should go further than what we're seeing in classrooms. So they took that information that their audience brought it to HBO, this five-minute clip, and Sheila Evans, the the producer of HBO, um, looked at it and said, "I have to have this project." We got, we got to show this. She also had stipulations when she saw Danny, she felt that there were some challenges that were met from the audience. That you, one of them happens to be what you're experiencing right now, which is language, you know, it's like he knows the language, but how do we get that across to others to make them understand? And one of them, which was very common, and, and it's very common today, that a lot of individuals with disabilities use communication Mm -hmm. and they spell out all the different words you could possibly imagine to be able to iterate what their story is. However, Danny, what do you feel about that? They don't have the human touch. So can you imagine writing the word hot and cold? And although they sound very similar or even excitement or sad, those two, when you speak of those words, you could hear it in the voice. It's just not in the word. And that is one thing that Danny has always been very, and when I talk to people, it makes it more 
<laughs> when I talk to people, it makes it more intimate rather than using communication device, he feels. Wow, so he brought that. And so what Sheila had said was to the producers, we love the project. However, the only way that we'll be able to take this on is if there's a communication board device mm. in translation so the audience can understand a little better. So the producers brought that information back to Danny and said, you know, this is what Sheila had said. And she had concerns about it. And Danny, what do you think? So he said, I'd like you to film a message to Sheila for me. Mm. And this is basically what he said. A computer can't tell my story. A computer cannot tell my story. And the producers would later tell me that he added more to that that if I have to walk away from this project, I'm willing to do so, simply to be myself. The very next day, Sheila Nevin signed him on. That, that is beyond amazing, beyond inspiring. Yes. No, because he, there, a gentleman that was willing to walk away from a project was 22 to eight. It's what, how many years is that? To 14 years of investment of having filmmakers watch you and tell the story. And Danny also had, he, he's the writer of the story. He's a subject of the story. He's everything, but and, and, and then, it was anybody would jump, jump at the, anybody would jump at the opportunity, right? You have HBO to do that, but you weren't willing to jump for the sake of being yourself, right? Yeah. So that's the story, Gigi. It's beautiful. He wanted to give the real story. He wanted to show the real Danny. He wanted to be himself, right? I Sometimes you're given so much opportunity, but people say you have to do A, B, C, D, E, and F. Yeah. In order to do it my way, this is what you have to you know, follow. Everybody wants to stick into the box. Everybody wants to stick into the box. Yep. And it's up to all of us as individuals to be outside of it and teach them that the box is far greater. And if you're just willing to take that bite, and you know what? It, they did. She took that bite yeah. and because it went to the Academy Award and won that film. Um, so there, this this whole story has been a triumph on many, many levels. It's just not that that 30 minute clip that you see. No. Uh, Story, you know, and they, they still to this very day are not necessarily filming. The, the cameras have stopped because the two of them have retired. But the, long live the, the story lives on. That's right. The story lives on, and it lives on in in such a a way, yeah. and such ironically in such a voice for yes. other people who don't necessarily have that typical voice. He's given <laughs> a voice to so many. He should be. That's it's just amazing. I didn't know that part of the story, so thank you so much for sharing it. I am beyond touched, and I'm I'm even more grateful to you and than I was before because it really shows me who you are, and you wanted it to be real. You wanted them to see exactly what are this is this is my life. This is me. Take me this way. Yeah. It was my opportunity to break the mold. It was one of the first films that was shown that wasn't like a pretty sad story about an individual with a disability. Right. There are 
people are happy. Right. You know, they embrace their disabilities and, and, and you know, and for everybody. And I don't even just speak of individuals, you know, that have the challenges, you know, all through the board, everybody owns their own disability. 100%. And it's so important to embrace it, however it is. Right, Dan? So he's taught us that for sure. Well, now maybe it makes a little more sense when I, because I, I, when I heard the word GIMP, and I, I honestly, I don't really know what GIMP means, but it sounds kind of negative. And I was like, oh, why would, why is it called that? Like, is that, was he cool with that? Like when I first heard it, I understand so much more now, but what does it mean to you? What does that word mean to, to you, Dan? Uh, yeah. It means a fighting spirit. If you look it up in the dictionary, the Webster dictionary. I yeah. love it. Two definitions for it. The first one shows, right. she did look it up. You're right. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that amazing? The first definition is a lame walk, which is what you speak of. You know that you, we always, when we hear that word, it is considered very negative. But um, there are other descriptions of that word, and that's one thing that he's really funneled in. It. And I, and I like that that word makes you think. And it makes you want to investigate. Like when you hear the word GIMP, you're like, you know what it is, but you want to know a little more. Right. So that that is kind of a, a without even knowing, he challenged the observer. I love it. Without even, without even taking it one step further, right? You know, it's like, why would you pick that when you're trying? And then they keep searching and they keep investigating. So I think my whole purpose of life is to make people think. My whole purpose of life is to make people think. Well, you're doing it, brother. And you know what? You're, you're, you're opening eyes, too. You've opened my eyes in a, in a completely different way. Even just since we started this interview today, I thought I knew what today was going to be about, and it was so much more than I had any idea. So I thank you for that. You're amazing. Thank you. Gigi, I know you want to ask a couple questions. Where, where I can see your old rock? Oh. Hello. Thank you. At the time, I don't have a gallery, but I have doing more writing. Oh. I've been doing a lot of writing about my work, so it is on my, it's on my, social, it's on my social media. Oh, cool. Uh, the collection is with, with us currently, and it and is um, every now and again, he, he is granted a show. It's been several years since that's happened. Um, but the collection is always available to look at, to view um, on his gallery also, okay. which is, what is it, kingingimp.com, www.kingimp.com. Okay. And it gives you a virtual gallery. So it's like you feel like you're coming into the walls of an amazing artist. That's cool. What inspires you to make art? I, I am. Mostly. Yeah. 
I'm mostly inspired by my life experiences. Nice. Most of nice. my work. Nice. Most of my best work has been done after he my most, the, my, my most best, uh, my best work, is that what you said? Yeah. My best work has been done after my travels. So what he loves to travel and what he does is he'll sometimes take photographs of just random folks and come home and paint. Um, and also you'll notice uh, that his paintings also tell mood. So if you see the paintings that are bright of color, you know, those bright, beautiful greens and blues and whites and yellows, you know, very, very primary colors. In these paintings, when you go to the virtual gallery, you could actually see when Danny's been happy or sad because his painting is chosen off of mood. It tells his story. I love it. But I, I like purple. You like purple? So where yep. would purple fall? Well, a, a lilac would probably be happy and a deep purple could probably be scary, right? Yeah. Well, it could be really beautiful, like a lavender or yeah. even even dark um, purples are even just tremendously beautiful. Look at the ravens, right? Yeah. Um, but Danny, too, shares the same color that you share, Gigi. Oh, he loves that. purple, too. That's his favorite. That is <laughs> awesome. But, but purple is also... Right. Purple's often considered of royalty you've done so much in your career from from art to motivational speaking to everything else if you had to pick one accomplishment out of all of those what are you most proud of This is hard for me to translate. <laughs> the reason why is because he said my most proud accomplishment is you, which is any any knelt oh. over me. Um, and we were asked this one time at a speaking engagement by a young boy. Um, he was probably ten, and he asked the same question, and he answered the same way, which was probably about. 14 years ago. So this goes back that far, but I still remember it. And when he asked the question, he answered, I looked at Danny and I said, Danny, did you understand the question? Because I, I, you know, no, really, do you, you know, because there was so much more that I've seen that he trailblazed through and he worked so hard achieving. And that is just with not only understanding his, his world, but his art, his accomplishments through school, two bachelors and a master's. Oh my gosh. I mean, we've got a, a triumphant lineup of things that he has overcome and achieved. And, and you know, that's why I asked him, did you understand? Did you hear the question? No, I didn't say, do you understand the question? Did you hear the question properly? Girl, he loves you. That's that. He knew what he was answering. He knew this time what he was answering. He was excited to answer it. You're a gift well, from God. You guys are an awesome couple. But what it makes it so beautiful is that we all try so hard to achieve so much in this lifetime. 
And the reality is, love is the answer. It sure is. That is the answer. That is it's awesome. It's proven time again. So that's amazing. Yeah, very that, sweet. Anyway, what is the hardest part about having CP? <laughs> to me, the hardest, the hardest part is letting me. People. I'm sorry, say that again. It is. 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 Letting yourself express, letting other letting other people express themselves. It's letting other people express myself because even to even to this day, I do not still has to. Okay, he feels like almost like I have to recite his personal resume and not what I'm speaking is as accolades, but how intelligent he is. Mm -hmm. I have to remind people right. of this. Yes. That would I get it. Um, I understand. Be understood. A lot of people don't get that. that right. There is an intelligent person. One hundred percent you know, behind. I, I'm just so glad I got to know the person that you are. And just seeing it, you are so amazing. And I, I just want you to know that so many people see past that other stuff and just see the amazing person that you are because you truly are. Mm -hmm. Do you have siblings, Dan? I'm the oldest of five. Oh, wow. Very big family. Yeah. <laughs> and I have... Yeah. And I have eleven nephews. Oh, not that's, one yet. oh, not one niece. <laughs> All boys. Come to our family, so you can. See. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's funny. How was your childhood growing up? Was I mean a house full of kids like that? Were you guys close in age? Was it? Did they? You know, what was life like for you as a child? My brother. My brother Paul and I had the same father, and my mom got remarried when I was 10. So, my next sister came when. So my mother got remarried when I was 10 and she got pregnant again when I was around 16. So there was a great divide in the ages. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then um, a set of twins after. So oh, wow. it, it was a handful. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, Danny's mother um, actually has made comments about this. He was the easiest to race. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Isn't that, that is really, 
<laughs> it's really telling. He's um, a remarkable person. I can absolutely understand that. That's th this, you know, what we're on today is a little something extra. And, and the little something extra that all of us have um, is what fuels our passion and our motivation. What, what would you say is your something extra, Dan? My drive. Yeah, your drive, your drive. Foo. And brother, do you have some drive? I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. And if there was one message, one message you could give to our viewers, what would that be? Everybody has something to Everybody has something to contribute, no matter how small. No matter how small it is, I say if somebody use even opens door for if somebody opens a door for another person it can change the, their whole, it could change the whole day of having somebody doing something kind, kind? Right? yes be kind so there's something to contribute no no matter how small the act is absolutely yes. Absolutely. We were talking about that earlier because there's a ripple effect to that. And when you do an act of yeah. kindness, somebody else will do that act of kindness and we will continue to make this world a better place. But we have to take that first step. And something our motto here at Gigi's is we have something we call Generation G and we put a heart on it. Oh, we got our Generation G hands. Whoop, whoop. And Generation G is a conscious decision to be better every single day. Be generous, be kind, be accepting. And it's something uh, that we live for that we wake up in the morning and, and kind of profess to be better today. I'm going to be conscious. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go donate a million dollars to somebody. It just means I'm going to be kind. It means I'm going to, you know, smile yeah. at somebody. It means I'm going to hold the door open or say thank you or just you don't have to get out there and, and go crazy. It's just simple acts of kindness. Yeah. And that, that will make the world a better place. It is so easy to. It's so easy to get mad, but it is just a waste. Of it's a waste of energy. Oh my right? gosh! When you get mad, yeah, it's it a is. waste. Waste of life's too short. It is a waste of energy. You're right. Make, uh, and most, of, and most of the time, you make a fool of yourself. That's right. 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 You are right. <laughs> Very true. All right, Gigi, you want to get to your questions? I think we've got the first one answered already. What do you like to do on your free time, Dan? He loves to travel. Oh, he loves wow. to see the world. And we've done an awful great amount. And... <laughs> Music and watching me cook. I love to cook. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's really it's really nice for um him to be it's 
nice to have his company, but he is my greatest critic. Oh. He doesn't tell me what so it's always delicious me happy no he's like i don't know about this again which i do love you know you don't know the person who always mess all the time and you can't grow right right oh that's awesome that is awesome right. <laughs> and so am i i danny says i'm the hardest critic for him good he but that if, you know every, every painting is not a wow for me you know, it's really <laughs> Really isn't, and, and you know there are some. I You're like, get back you. to work. Yes, yes. I no, I'm not feeling this. What's going on, <laughs> But there, I want to also let you know that there was one that spellbound me so much. Um, a painting that he calls strength. It's a man with flexing his muscles like this. He's green, and don't and I don't. You don't mistake it for the Incredible Hulk because it's not that no. kind of strong. Right, but. It, showed its muscle and lineage and and just really beautiful and we were at a we were at a speaking engagement and we brought the paintings to show and believe it or not because i was declaring it to be my favorite painting somebody in the audience wanted to buy it oh i was so profoundly not knowing what to do because that is an artist's goal right to have but this one i was deeply connected to so i told her that i would be willing to um I know I intervened. Can you believe this? Rather than Danny, yes, yes, sell it, sell it. I said, hold on, Danny. What do we do? This is my favorite. So I, I told her I had it to um, deliver it, and I delivered it the next day with a love letter that oh. I wrote to the painting. Oh, and I frame it with a love letter attached. So yeah, That's there are paintings that really tug, you know, my heart and others. And Danny, what is your whole message about what your painting is really all about? It's made for. He always says this. My art is made not for decoration, but conversation. Oh, wow. That is awesome. How did you guys meet? Well, Gigi, it was a kind of a complicated love story from the start. And the reason why is because I had no, no knowing that it would ever evolve into what we have now, which is a 17-year union. We've wow. been together that long. Um, and it started off as doing nothing more than what you all have done, which is you felt admiration. Yeah. Like, Who is this guy? You know, whoa, this half hour has changed my perspective and the way I think. And so I reached out to him. That was back in the day where we had the phone books, the <laughs> cell phone, you actually call from the phone in your house. And I called him and I, I write that in there. I just wanted to congratulate him. For his work, and this is before I think um, I even knew that it even went to the Academy Awards. It, I was yes. very unknowing about all this. Yeah, it didn't happen um, all that um, while we first met. But I just wanted to praise him for how he made me rethink things in life. Wow! So right from the beginning, I said to him, Danny, I you know I know communication is going to be a challenge, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to figure it out. It will take time, but let's do things on the computer. And so we met in person. Um, I went and had Chinese with him and we had um, a great time. And it was an, a, a really amazing friendship for five years. We went to, on a, um, we went out to breakfast. And when we returned from breakfast, he looked at me and he said, this has been such a nice surprise. And I was, thinking I was a girl that always was raised that surprises meant 
confetti and bows and like yeah. popping of lights. I mean, I you know, maybe some glitter. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what is this? What do you mean it's a surprise? I don't understand. He's like, your time. Just you taking the time out and doing this. So here he jet set it off to the West Coast for the speaking engagement. He was gone for a week and I left him a message um, uh, while he was gone. I said, Danny, when you return, can you please give me a call? Um, nothing of importance, but you know, when you settle down, just please call me back. Say, so call me back. And I got him on the phone and he says, well, yes, what is it? And I said, you're not going to believe this. I'm mad about you. I oh. didn't even know. Until it took so many and it was like a big puzzle and you gave me the last piece. What? You Five know, for, years later. For some, it was almost four or five years later. Oh it took gosh. me to recognize that I wanted a man in my life that understood surprises were in little things. Right. You know, it took value and appreciation into acts of random kindness. Wow. And not just, not just experienced it, but wanted me to do it more because of his appreciation. And so that began our um, union. And, and as I said, we, we got married on April Fool's Day, 10, almost 11 years ago. Oh my gosh. 11 years ago, April Fool's, it was on a Wednesday, strange day, but that <laughs> date mattered because we felt like we were two fools in love, right, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my gosh, that is such an amazing story. And I have to tell you, you are like, like a power couple. I love Everything that each of you represent is who I aspire to be. You guys are both amazing and the way that you love each other and respect each other. And I, I love um, your patience. Both of you have such, so much patience. You, you know, you, I feel like you know some of these answers, but you wait for him to make sure that you're saying it properly. You know, there, there's just so much love in the two of you. And I, I am so blessed. You know, I know that we came on to interview Dan, but girl, you are worth an interview yourself. You're amazing. <laughs> you well, are I, awesome. I appreciate the praise. It means so much. And I feel the same. We feel the same about the both of you making your message very clear of, you know, empowering others. Um, but, you know, our story comes with also some sadness and some pickles and challenges of its own. So it's not always easy. Mm. And, and Danny and I um, have have also suffered very much like everybody else where we we are a true couple we have our ups and downs and um and that's important to continue because the one thing i never want to ever grow, grow comfortable with is always feeling that i know him so well that i can finish his sentences i want him to finish everywhere i see that you do and i love that respect i love it it's so important for his every single one to be heard. Yeah. And, uh, and I just appreciate that you are all willing and wanting to learn more because he, he is a tremendously fascinating man. Absolutely. Oh. Well, that is amazing. Is there anything else? We have to wrap it up pretty soon, but I would, is there any other message you want to get out? Anything else that you guys want to say or talk about? So I always, you mentioned in the beginning about the Super Bowl commercial, mm -hmm. right? And, and I always, like to tell the story because it's prevalent in all of us that this this message um, could just be kind of like a germ. So this is how it goes. A gentleman's laying on the sofa, right? He's 
flipping on the t- tube and he catches the last 20, 20, 30 minutes, not, not even the full story. And so Danny's full story is, I think, 35 minutes. So he caught like about 20 minutes and he was watching it and he thought, well, wow, <laughs> I think this is the guy. Well, he was a PR gentleman and he took it to the table to singular and said, I think I found the candidate. And this is who he is. And he laid out on the table who Dan, Dan Keplinger was and what he had been through. He had just, it was like a year prior. That's when the Academy Award happened. But it was just Dan being Dan in that film, which captured him. It wasn't the bright lights from the year before. Right. Um, which was really interesting. So he caught it and he said, I think this is the gentleman. And can you imagine how hard of a sale that must have been? Because you're looking at the very first individual with a disability that was showcased on a commercial the very first that is fantastic the thing about it is there was one other um woman that we had the privilege to speak on a panel with and she was an actress that did facts of life right Mm -hmm. and she had a a disability and she was the first on tv sitcom so she already created a landmark so it just had not really been um done yeah so it was a very hard sell. They, they questioned the fact if, if America is ready. Yeah. Well, it was showcased. They came to Danny's mm. house and they realized his apartment was very small and very quaint and uh, said, we love everything you embody, but it's just, we're a pretty big practice. We need to have lights. And so they rented an empty loft downtown Baltimore, hung up all of his paintings oh. and it aired the VHS, right? It was VHS at the time, right? Was printed. It was sent to Danny's apartment. They hotel. gave him hotel. Oh, hotel. It was sent to Danny's hotel because Danny was shuttled off with the producer in Florida. They gave him two tickets to go to the Super Bowl. That oh. is when the Ravens won. So the hometown boy, you know, so yeah. you know, Danny resides in Baltimore, you know, Maryland. And meanwhile, he's at the, you know, he's at the um, Super Bowl and he doesn't see the commercial. You know, you don't really see those, right? <laughs> So the next day, USA declared Danny's commercial to be the best. That is awesome. Incredible. Yes. Above Doritos, above, you know, bikinis, above beer, all of the inspiration won that year, yep. which is really tough to watch. Yes. So with being a pioneer of all this, that I always say, right, Danny, that that moment that man took the information off of a nap, he woke up, he acted on something and did something. He is the process of the chain, right. the chain that ripple of effect. Yeah. That information that you may know that you could share, pass along to share to somebody else that it will vastly improve their life. Danny, because of that commercial, he walked off with paying his educate, his college education and went to Europe Wow. and his accessibility stuff installed in his house because a man sleeping on the sofa did something. Right. That's awesome. So, it's kind of like what the whole message I'm telling you right from the beginning before I told the story, yeah. the importance of both of your roles, that oh. you are making that link to sh- giving that link to other people, that that's all that we could do. We could just only plant the seeds, the right? Right. You're like a seed. You, you just help improve <laughs> the lives of others because of what you do. Well, and the importance is huge. And Danny, Danny and I are very grateful. Oh, very, very that you chose us we feel like the chosen ones and and we feel that you are as well so thank you for your time everybody right danny thank you so much you guys this really meant the world to me this has probably been 
my favorite conversation I've ever had. It was so enlightening, so enlightening. And I just, you know, I fight for her voice and for everyone's voice. And, 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 I, and I, I, I couldn't put into words what he was able to show me today. So I thank you all. We're so blessed that you guys came on today. I can't wait. I, I feel like I can't. We won't even be able to do it justice when it airs because it was so damn good. So guess what time it is? It is times for Gigi's tips. I love to slam my tips. Bam, bam. <laughs> that was a good one, girl. Well, let's do it. What are you gonna do? Your tips. You share tips about. I thought I, it would be cool to share tips about an artist. About being an artist. I like it. All right. Bring it on. Then there are a lot of kinds of art. Yes, there is. When you're an artist, it's important to be yourself. Don't give up. Be about what to do. Share your art other people and be generous and dream. Be studying, be kind, and be generous. Woo! That's how you're an artist, huh? Right. Oh, I like it. So I want to talk today about Generation G and gratitude. I have a lot of gratitude right now um, for all the generous people in the world. There's been so many nonprofits this year that are really, really struggling. And I'm so grateful that generous people have been donating and continue to donate and let these nonprofits continue to give a voice to the voiceless. And there's so uh, many. I have a voice. Yeah, I have a voice too. And I so, don't. I do. Okay. <laughs> but they give a voice, Cheech. They give when when people sometimes can't stand up for themselves. That's what these not for profits do. Look at all the people who who don't uh, donate to Gigi's Playhouse. Franco did. Franco did. Yes, Franco did. And we couldn't do it without our generous donors. He's and we just want to give a big shout out to everybody who is helping non for profits across the world out there. All you volunteers who are stepping up to help people. Thank you. Thank you for being Generation G and making this world a better place. <laughs>